0: You ready to get topical, Richard? Let's get topical. Ooh, Topical. Oof. So, we usually try to keep it kind of evergreen on the show, but there is one television program. I'm Paul Ford. I'm Rich Ciotti. There's one TV program we both watched. I don't watch much TV. You watch a little more than me. You're not a big TV guy either.
1: Not big, but I watch a little more, and I like
0: my Yankee games. Yeah, exactly. But, Succession Mm. happens. Mm-hmm. So it it had its finale. Series finale. this This program talked to me in a lot of different ways as like a New York media guy. And so I think I want to talk about that with you. You, you could, struggled with it, I could tell. Hated everybody. I wanted them all to die. real bad. Many people did. So, um, you know, I, I wish we could play the theme right now, but I don't think we can afford that because we're keeping it on a shoestring here at Ziotti Ford yeah. Advisors. <laughs> I can uh, hum it if you want. Now, we're going to play our theme. Okay. And now, let's talk about succession. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers are coming. So, yes. you know, now's the time to stop if you haven't seen it. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, let's get into it. So, Richard, mm-hmm. what was that show about? We, okay, so let, let's just, for anyone who's listening to this who doesn't care about spoilers, um, it's about a very wealthy family. Mm-hmm. There's a horrible dad who's kind of a Rupert Murdoch type. And
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, and Succession his- really borrows from a lot of like parallels from real life. Rupert and Murdoch, Viacom, um, yeah. And elections and, you know, Fox Information. all of it, yeah.
0: So it's Rube, um, Logan Roy and his three crappy, spoiled children in their 30s and 40s. Yep, that's right. And one of them wants to run the company, and that's the whole show.
1: That's kind of the whole show. Like, and, what, it's,
0: and they all want to run the company, but one of them they, is always jockeying. And, then, and they and,
1: all want to run the company, that's right.
0: And in the end, none of them get to run the company.
1: In the end, none of them get to run the company. And, and it's, a, you know, as a as someone who ran companies, it, it is fascinating to see how companies at a certain scale actually have their own designs that have very little... Control is dispersed, right? You have investors and board members and whatnot. So it's fascinating to see, you know, the people who feel they should just be descendants of a thing, mm-hmm. just inheriting it, um, lose control because... That's what big companies... What happens with big companies is you often lose control um, just because of the dynamics. Uh, founders get fired by boards. That right, happens, right. Uh, and it's a wild thing. Um, so that's a sort of a side observation.
0: So... Um, I Did you s- enjoy it, Paul? No, I hate it every minute of the show. I well, just why'd was, you watch all four seasons? Because it was like going to work. Um, the... <laughs> the uh, I thought it was interesting. Here's what I I always think is interesting. You know how many movies are made where it's like uh, a dad is really distracted and doesn't come home and has to learn the value of family because, you know, like Elf, the movie Elf, like an elf shows up. Yeah. And it's like, you need to spend more time with your kids. And at the end, they're like, it's Christmas. I love you, daddy. You know, and it's... um, I love that because there is no industry that neglects its children more than the filmmaking industry. It's like everyone making (laughs) that movie about family togetherness was completely ignoring their children for months while they made (laughs) Elf, right? And so it's always important when you see stories made, like narrative people write and create things in order to kind of get a little control in the world get a little revenge Mm -hmm. get a little sense of ownership resolution of some kind right and you definitely see like this is the filmmakers and the actors and the screenwriters are analyzing and observing their bosses essentially like this is a media creation company an entertainment company Mm -hmm. and so that part is very appealing because it was revenge it was revenge for them to point up the chain and go your lives are pointless you're stupid and annoying you're horrible people and i hate working for you i hate it okay and that's what So did you get satisfaction out of seeing that uh i did actually i enjoy seeing the venality of it up close okay because i think they captured some of that they filmed everything in hudson yards which is our our like sort of neo-futurist new york city playground for you know taiwanese billionaires come and get enormous apartments there and never visit them yeah. Um, it's sort of like our piece of Dubai. right? Yeah, here in exactly. New York City. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you have this kind of like a built in bleakness that's fun to watch um, because I, yeah. I I recognize it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, for the most part, I looked at all those people and all I could see were clients in, in every aspect. I, I'd be <laughs> like, OK, have I ever met a Roman? Have I ever worked for a shiv? I've worked for plenty of shivs. Sure. Um Logan's I never got close to. Those it's like they just hire McKinsey. I worked for a Logan. You did. You uh, worked you worked for an actual Logan Roy like same amount of money. I actually worked for a media
1: mogul for a couple of years
0: and I actually Who was a lunatic? Like not just Who was Rick, a lunatic? You know? I don't
1: have a problem sharing who it was. His name yeah. was Bob Sillerman and he was this incredibly smart um alpha male just sledgehammer that terrified everyone. And uh, his company uh, acquired my little agency and mm. I pretty much became the CTO, CPO, chief product officer and, and de facto reported to him. Yeah. He would call me in and, and and I would watch everyone around him prepare for the meeting. They'd have meetings meetings to prep for the meeting
0: with him. I was advising you and I would be in some of those.
1: And it's wild. And I didn't understand it. And they're like, we can't tell him that. I'm like, but we have to tell him that. Otherwise we're going to look bad in a month. So why don't we tell him that now? And I think he sniffed that out about, see the thing for me was I I was done. I, I didn't want, there was nowhere to get promoted. This was a bizarre, surreal kind of clown show. I got my money. I sold my business. So he was like, oh, you actually don't care and you don't have an agenda. Tell me what you think. And Mm -hmm. I actually built a rapport with him, but I was definitely the exception. He melted everybody. This guy
0: would just grind you to a fine dust. Let's be clear. It was exhausting for you. Most people were like immobilized. I mean, yeah, I didn't win here. I bailed. (laughs) I I
1: went to him and I was like, you don't need me anymore. I shipped the thing can I go home now? And he's like, yeah, see you later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of that. I met this guy once or twice. And I mean, it was, it he's was, a, it was like sandblasting to your face personality.
1: He was a mean person actually. He was actually, and, and so was Logan Roy. I mean, right. Logan Roy was a cruel, mean person. And I think he, he was, did,
0: he did have a killer move though. Rest in peace, Bob. But like he, he was real ill. I had, I sat with him once and he goes like, do you mind if I have my lunch? Of course it was, do you mind if I have my lunch? Cause he had a sort of throat issue. And he, he, um, I said, no, of course not. And he went to a closet, pulled out a gurney, and and shoved a... Catheter. Like, yeah, like a catheter into his stomach, into a hole in his stomach. While and, and fed maintaining from eye contact with you. No discussion. Eye contact. Yeah. Go on. You know, just, Yeah. Yeah, it was something. And it's... You know what it is? Uh, the one thing they capture about the CEO dynamic at the big company where everybody lives in fear... And they filmed it this way. It's like a horror movie throughout Succession. Wherever Logan... Like, is Logan going to pop up and yeah. eat you? Well, he was this overwhelming presence. and, and, and Which is know. why, actually, and I want to hear, but when he dies, you can't kill the monster in the third act right, or at or the beginning of the third act. Yeah. You kill the monster at the very, very end. And so, yeah. like... After they killed the monster, you're just like, oh well, you yeah. know, Darth Vader's dead. Yeah, you know,
1: and 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 I think, and I want to come back to that. Um, hmm. I, look, I think, I think when he did, they refused to, they wanted distance from the end because they didn't want it to be resolution. Like the whole point of succession yes. is there is no resolution.
0: Even the theme song doesn't resolve.
1: Nothing resolves,
0: yeah. right? And and
1: and I think. To me, that is the overarching message of succession, which I don't think anyone, I've seen all sorts of theories online about what it was about, why did it go play out this way, and no one talks about this, which is we today live in an adversarial environment, on social media, on television, um, in politics, everything's a fight, and you're waiting for the ref to raise one arm and say this guy won, right? And what Succession is effectively doing and saying is um, we as humans are really terrible with perspective and that we fight and we claw and then the most powerful among us drop dead in a bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. And that message and that signal all the way through the show, right, is very anti-narrative, anti-resolution, like resolution, anti-plot, you know. Uh, there,
0: there is no real narrative here. There's the sort of the story of different people rising and falling and the endless fight between the kids. And I mean, the only true moment in the show where you're like, oh, okay, is Logan dying? Yeah. Then you're like, okay, yeah. now everything has to change. But even that... Was just more pieces.
1: Essentially, look. The the corporation
0: doesn't change. The corporation doesn't change.
1: That's right. Corporations die out as well for other reasons, but they're usually slow, ugly deaths Mm -hmm. and, and very like unceremonious. We're very conditioned to resolution. Sometimes a resolution is like a throwdown tweet that just like, you know, puts someone in their place. Sometimes a resolution is after five seasons of a show. Sure. But resolution is how stories work, and how justice is served, or how justice is not served, but at least there's resolution, right? And it turns out, uh, with life, uh, there really isn't any, even for people who have absolutely incredible success, you know, you know what no one ever asks okay, these people are billionaires, they're doing great. Why, why is everybody so unhappy? And I,
0: I ask that every minute of watching that show.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and, but you, can, you know what else you can ask? Hey, there's a school play at an elementary school, and this is such a joyous, fun moment in time. Why is everybody at each other's throats and creating clicks and kind of like sniping at each other? And it turns out humans do this. And the only thing that knocks them on their asses is when someone is gravely ill or dies suddenly, right? That sort of resets you. But guess what happens? You're, you're reset for like about a week, there and then a... you're back in the game, baby. And what Succession is, is a commentary to me on just human folly and our inability to have perspective.
0: No, that's, that's exactly what it. Is. That's the whole show. That's it's the a, whole it's, show.
1: It's a comedy...
0: Sort of masquerading as a serious entertainment, right? Like it's yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. There's only one other show that I can think of uh, that did this that wouldn't give you that satisfaction of like justice is served. This is like the opposite of Charles Bronson. Both of these shows, right? Like you know, you know, we're gonna get for
0: for anyone under the age of seven hundred years old. Charles Bronson was in a series of. Kind of racist, really bad movies called Death Wish. Terrible movie. Where movies. They, like, they kill his wife. And, and yeah. they were huge in the 70s. They got remade with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yes.
1: And 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 so they're anti
0: resolution, anti
1: sort of. And, and The Wire. The Wire is about grisly
0: yeah, but city politics. Okay, right? sure. But there's a fundamental difference. The wire is like, hey, we're here doing good police work. We're, we're a family. We're doing our best. Oh, well, life is difficult, and we, we make bad choices sometimes as Officer McNulty. And, and then, oh, let's go look inside of the press and the government, and it's all really corrupt, and it's all really bad, and it's really sad, and it's really too bad, and there's nothing nothing that's going to change here, and what a shame. But you know what? If, if only we could really look it in the eye, we could have a good, just world and i believe in that as the person who watches the wire now I'll go to succession everything is an infinite void of nothing all meaning is absolutely fabricated including politics yeah and there is no center to anything it's just more void so i think the wire actually had this kind of moral perspective it did but it wouldn't give you that resolution either it wouldn't it wouldn't let you resolve because it was like you- because huh. The Wire kind of turned to you at the end. It was like, and now it's your turn. Whereas Succession was like, I'm sorry we couldn't show the plane crashing into the ocean with all of the minute because yeah. that was too expensive. So we had to do it this way instead. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think for a lot of people who like, you know, they they spin up theories and, and, and spin up all kinds of stories. It's funny hearing everyone comment on it because it doesn't it's indistinguishable to me with then someone commenting on like a politician Mm -hmm. it's all exactly the same it's just people in power or people who are more visible than others frankly it could be a celebrity
0: it could be a politician and then everyone else throws their two cents in you know, the, this brings to mind something. I wrote a piece years and years ago for New York Magazine, which, by the way, has excessive succession coverage. If you want to read like seven articles, is right that now, right? Well, it's it's for them. It was made for them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wrote an article years and years ago. It's called um, it was something like Facebook and the Epiphanator. And so I I described the entire media industry as something called the Epiphanator, mm-hmm. a machine for generating epiphanies and meaning. Right. You pick up the newspaper, and every article has a conclusion. Yeah. Right. No matter what. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. like, well, and you know, but you know, the, we talked to the government and they said they're going to do something. You know, yeah. just And so, <clears throat> and social media didn't have endings. It was infinite. Yeah. But what I noticed in the last to like 10 years is that social media became this incredibly loud yearning for consistent narrative. That's all anybody begged for and asked for. Well, you joined a camp. Yeah. You followed a set of principles or beliefs
1: that that camp endorses. And then you, you would say, okay, let's go conquer that hill. Well, the crime,
0: <laughs> the crime on social media is consensus narrative violation. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Right? You said something that I... The currently... And this is what's wild with social media is the belief systems change very quickly. And mm-hmm. people are like, no, no, we've always believed that. You don't believe it, so you have to go home. Yes. And as a, as a person... It's not even a person who's not aligned. I'm often kind of aligned, but as an older person, I'm like, I've seen this cycle before. You'll believe something different two months from now. And if I tell you that, you'll say that I'm a monster. Yeah. So I'm not going yeah. to participate in any way. I'm just going to go about my life and so on and so forth. And then they just go at each other's throats. Yeah. And so, but like I what's wild to me is no matter what you do, they created a mechanism where you could have a transparent cultural exchange using tweets and facebook wall posts yeah humans will generate a situation where unless you fill it with meaning and narrative they lose their fricking minds yeah and so succession i give it points for this i give it points for saying actually none of it mattered all along tom the most craven garbage human being who you could find is going to be in charge because he's a convenient puppet he'll get fired in two years after firing everybody else there's no loyalty not even, not even in marriages, and everyone will die.
1: That is the game. Yeah, and and good and, times,
0: you know, good times. You
1: know, there, there. Look, when I think, when you think about a, a.
0: No, wait a minute. Our lives aren't that bleak. They're not. We work in media. We like careers. You know, we used to work in media. I, we don't anymore. Yeah. You know, we. Yeah. Um. We We like doing stuff. We've met people like that. We've been in those offices. Here's I think the single
1: biggest message that you know let's turn this to advice. This has all been sort of yeah, how commentary. do you
0: avoid a like you want to be successful, how do you avoid a life like succession
1: here's 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 the advice I would
0: give um i I think
1: when you are in a position where you can potentially better or harm. The lives of others, whether you're an employer or a manager or a business owner or a politician, even a local council member and whatnot. I think that the the problem with idealism Mm. is that you weaponize it. Humans weaponize idealism. The best politicians, the best managers are the ones that are like, you know what? I'm going to thread the needle here and just get the best possible outcome here. And that's going to require me to like sort of shake hands with some people I don't really like very much. Yeah. But I'm going to get the best. I, I'm going I'm to do this at least. I'm going to just make sure that the streets are swept before the weekend festival. Like, And that's not the most ambitious, audacious, idealistic thing to get done, but it's better than not doing it. And that dialing back and that pragmatism feels like you're selling out. People come at you. Look, if you're going to seek approval in, from any one camp, it'll paralyze you. And the best people just sort of get stuff done, right? They get stuff done to ho- I say, look, I'm not going to win at everyone's love, but you know what? The schools all have pencils now and yep. no one's going to write an article about it, right? And no. that is grisly and not huge success. Look, the-, the Martin Luther Kings of the world come once every 300 years. That's different. But for most that seem to grind through and get things done, and somehow the courthouse has better internet because of them, that is unceremonious. That that is the advice I would give, which is when you dig in and you hold on to those ideals, you end up in a horrible place, no matter what. It's just impossible because humans, that is you picking a fight to them, it's not you standing up. For those ideals, and I don't mean this to be political or anything like that, because it can mm-hmm. come from any direction, right, but humans love camps, they love to put on a jersey and get into the ring. they just love it, they love the conflict of it, and the ones that are like, "You guys go ahead and fight i'm going to get us better internet at the courthouse that is that person's probably a little healthier because they're not jumping into the ring every time well
0: not necessarily if it's the brooklyn courthouse because the food around there is just the food around a brooklyn new york courthouse will kill you that's different danger zone yeah um and, and you know average average life expectancy of a lawyer in brooklyn is about 22 years because of that chicken barn, no, you just, the three layers of fried chicken barn. I, I don't know. I just like you were talking yeah. about doing Jersey yeah, yeah. the other day. There's something about that particular zone in Brooklyn that'll it's, kill it's you. Rough. Anyways, it's so rough. Anyway, so just be careful around the Brooklyn.
1: Look, the middle greenhouse. man, the middle manager who's utterly optimized to self promotion and politics and alignment with like power centers, doesn't put out good work. There's some people who aren't good at that, or they're just they're not wired to it, but actually care about the work they're putting out. Those people a aren't necessarily going to do better. That's the hard reality of it,
0: but but I oh, know sociopaths are the most successful, right? Like it's just it's
1: that's this just that's just, the, that's, just hu- that's the human game that we happen to be. Well, playing. everybody really likes to
0: point and be like, "See, I told you," and it's like, "No, nah, that's just like I don't know." Don't buy Apple products. Like I like what what do that's you want right. to do? That's right. And and if you're doing it for the
1: wrong reasons, you find yourself taking two steps back anyway. So how do you do it? Like what do you do? Well, what do you do? Is like, can you? I, and I'm not I'm not a a I'm going I'm to tie this to Biden.
0: I want to hear. I'm how, not a
1: Biden yeah. fanboy, just to be very clear. He's very old. He makes me nervous when he talks. Oh, he but is. I will say this, Paul. <laughs> I will say this. He has been doing this for a long time. And so when the door closes and he's got opposition in the room, he's like, we got to work this out because people are struggling and I, I'm not really going to win any fans. And frankly, neither are you. So how do we grind through it? And that is, that is antithetical to a lot of how we perceive as the heroes of uh, leaders that we seek out. But that is just someone that just has seen how ugly and gross it all is. And when you have to compromise to push the bill through, that is what good leadership
0: is. You. you and I are unusual. We give each other a lot of hell, but like we don't attack each other. You go into an exact level room where there is like a CEO involved and everybody's around them. Yeah, it is absolute like caveman warfare.
1: It's it's like you ever see like videos of like the
0: the social dynamics of gorillas. Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's thing. really it's really the shocking. The silverback
1: kind of strolls through and everybody's yeah. kind of trying to be near them, and it's just like it's the same thing. When
0: you see c level people blatantly attack each other and then realize that this is the optimal outcome because they're not backstabbing.
1: I don't want I don't want to mislead people to thinking, "Oh, this is how you can become a better citizen." That's not what I'm saying. It's it's I think the better way to be happy. I think that's the thing. Nobody's H- happy. How are you doing in following this advice? You know, it's something I'm very aware of. Like I'm very self-aware of. Like I I am I am I an idealist? No. Am I satisfied often? No. Do I
0: <laughs> No, no. No, no, it's real. No, I know. I know. Everybody, every, everybody knows. Pause. Uh, I that. will say
1: this, Paul, and I can, I can, I can, I can say this with a lot of pride, and, um, and I think it's absolutely one hundred percent true. Um, I we we built a company together that was apolitical. People tried to inject politics, and politics would fester below. But you weren't going to win us over with schmoozing and us like it wasn't the game we didn't let when people sort of in closed doors threw someone else under the bus we wanted to understand why it was not this hyper political place i
0: love the meetings we would have the meetings where people would be like i'll tell you how to fix this company and it always involved them not doing anything it was amazing well it
1: was always like hire more people or oh. fire that person right yeah and for us it was uh, like well that know. sounds extreme and so you know, and I, I think that's, look, we had the benefit of being at the top. And so we were able to sort of deflect. And, you know, we would watch clicks of power sort of take hold in a big, you know, the company got pretty big. Mm-hmm. But for us, it wasn't how you were going to get promoted. You couldn't you couldn't say, oh, wow, look at him, like, just sort of kissing ass and now getting, getting the director job. It didn't work. It never worked. We saw other people try to do it. They would take others out to lunch and whatnot. But it was a very... It was a place that sort of repulsed that kind of game. And so that I had, you know, that was
0: positive. Agencies have too much churn. People come and go too quickly. So your power base is always very unstable. It's a different animal. Yeah. That's right. You're in a, in a larger corporation where there's long-term stability and people are doing longer careers. Politics are actually an advantage, right? You need, yeah. you need some because you need there to be a little bit of insularity and you yeah. need to be able to trust people and get stuff done. And politics are a side effect of that. In an agency, everybody's turning through in about two years. Yeah, so you yeah. just can't build. The people who would come in and try to build a power base would be like, "What are you doing? You're going to quit you, in in a year, or or they're going to quit. The people yeah. you're recruiting into yeah. your little
1: your little clique are going to quit. So nothing is real, right? Um, look, in the end, I, I think there's two two things that are worth asking. Like, let's bring it back to advice and succession. That pretty much tells this story. Are you doing something you're like you have a little bit of pride in, and that you're sat You know, you feel good about, and B. Are you going home happy, or is it all just
0: this dark cloud that the, follows you around? This is this is the message, right? That's so all mes- it is. The message of the show. My my brother, not about a year ago, left a corporate a little more two years ago, left a corporate job, um, and went into service arrangement. Um, works helping homeless shelters at scale at a big scale. Yeah. And is um, very much a family man. His kids are older; they're all over at the house once a week. He's a granddad now. Mm-hmm. He's older than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, those two things, service and family, seem to have created a lot of happiness—like a lot. Yeah, and 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 if you think you're the
1: one, the, the the people that chase power, money, position, title, status, I I can tell you because I've I've experienced it. I've
0: seen others go through it. They're never satisfied. It never. You never arrive. No, you'll never. You just don't. You'll never like get to the end game there. I mean, and if you look at Succession, it's about people who can't form families, yeah. can't make the family work, and who don't do anything in, except in their own interests.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to me, when you know Succession is like we love watching powerful, wealthy people. Blah blah blah. To me, you could see this at all levels. The advice isn't for like the uber successful. Oh, it's
0: happening at the bodega on the corner. It's happening at yeah. the bodega
1: on the corner. Um. So uh this turned out to be one very long fortune cookie to a large extent. Um, but this is like probably the most fundamental advice, which I wish I could take more of myself. I'll be I'll be frank. Um uh no, which me is too. Me too. I, I get I, that I, perspective, you know. Um, I think
0: you and I we're doing good on family. We're like middling on service. I give money away, you give money away, but we don't we're not like hands actively, on as much. Yeah, know. so Something to think about, yeah. and it's hard for us to let go. That said, we just launched a product, and it's not exactly you can turn away at this moment and relax.
1: No. Can, can you have a healthy environment where you're trying to build a business or build anything? Yeah, can you, you can. Right? You That's can. the thing you have to work
0: on. You can, although at a moment like this, you just have to focus on the product.
1: So what's the name of the product, Rich? It's called aboard.com, built by some of the kindest, most well-meaning people. Family-oriented. <laughs> family-oriented business. Check it out, we're we're letting beta users in. Um, It's a really, really cool tool that's evolving quickly and we're gonna share more about it over time, but essentially it's a place where you can sort of deal with the web on your, people get things done by using the web all the time, but the web is kind of angry and hostile these days. Um, Check it out, it's free, and we're waving people in, aboard.com. All right,
0: and check us out at Ford and send hello at Ziadiford.com an email. We like to get your email. We like mailbags. Alright, let's get this one uploaded. It's topical. Upload it. Bye.